today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com. See, and that's what I'd be fucking pissed off. I'm sorry, we were about to end, but I <laughs> like Drake is always like, this is the six. I'm like, no, we're the six. We're the, the 206. Welcome, everyone, to the Polynesian Podcast, sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave. Check them out, www.levasaislandapparel.com. I am Lance Falatomo, and I am joined here today by a host of the Emerald Perspective Podcast, Mike Fiso. Welcome to the show. How's it going, everybody? Glad to be here. Like I, uh, Lance just said, I'm Mike Fiso of the Emerald Perspective hey. podcast. You know, we did a we did an episode earlier, I think in like November. Was that when we oh, did yep, our episode? Yep. When you started when you started doing guests for the new yep. season, Emerald Balls. <laughs> Emerald hashtag Emerald Balls. Yeah, hey, this check one out that is going to be a hashtag Ball in Perspective. Ball in Perspective. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Bro, let's get it. We're, I'm a, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, a lot of the things that you guys talk about, I don't know if it's just because it's all Islander stuff growing up and what you guys draw from, just like Islander ass lives, uh, lives, but it's, it's super relatable and entertaining to listen to. Appreciate that. You guys as well. Like I love the sports takes. Nice. Love them. Man, yeah. I, I, when we make this, yeah, we just try to, give our perspective and kind of similar to what you guys are doing, just like promoting Polynesian perspectives and, and thoughts and, and putting that out so that people know that, you know, it's not just what we see in the media or um, what we're being told, but we have, we have our own opinions and perspectives. Yeah, so, man. And representation matters, man. Hell yeah. Think of how many poly people are famous now than like 15 years ago. It's exactly. like, it's like every show has at least one poly, it seems now these days, but nice. so. yeah, definitely making it more mainstream, right? Like before it used to just be, according to the last episode of Young Rock, if you watch that, I'm yeah, big fan of the uh, Uncle Dwayne and his uh, his entertainment efforts. Uh, we could talk about Black Adam in a little yeah, bit and how that went down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. in in Young Rock. Uh, one of my favorite parts is the opening credits and just seeing Polynesian names uh, on the bottom of the screen flashing and just uh, knowing that Islanders are are in there kind of doing their thing and being shown to to everybody on, on national TV. This is not like like an Islander channel or anything. That's NBC, bro. That's the national broadcasting channel. Like this ain't Johnny Lingo. Yeah, that's dope to see. Uh, but in the latest episode of The Young Rock, um, they were talking about The Rock's grandfather, Peter Maivea, and how he was uh, a stunt coordinator in some of the 007 uh, movies. What? I didn't know that. And him and Sean Connery were like buds. Oh, wow. Now, this is this is according to, you know, the re-scripting or it was, yeah. it's written for TV for this show, but I don't think it any of these conversations happen verbatim but according like hearing to, the story uh, about it yeah and seeing um uh, 
high chief talk about talk to Sean Connery about how he doesn't want to get pigeonholed because Sean Connery is doing saying the same thing. He's like, I'm going to be stuck playing James Bond my whole life. I want to do other stuff. And high chief Peter Maivia is like, you know, Samoans were also pigeonholed as like the bad guys on these mm, shows or true. on these movies. We're always the evil villain or, you know, the henchman. Yeah, it's because uh, they're big I, and scary, right? The stereotype. Exactly. He's like, I also don't want to get pigeonholed into these parts, these um, representations like that, because that's not what we really are. And so he ended up starting like his own wrestling company so that Polynesian wrestlers could be the good guys, the bad guys. Um, so all know, and, and look where we're at today. Look at the WWE is headlined by was it called the Ainga? The bloodline, yeah. The, the bloodline, yeah. And they, the they even got line. a white dude in there. That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, I think they just kicked him out. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, but they, yeah, exactly. The head of the WWE now is Roman Reigns and the Usos. Yeah. And there, are, there are plenty of not just in the WWE, but other wrestling companies too, where Samoa Joe or other Samoan or Polynesian wrestlers. It's definitely a place where we get off. We get off like, uh, like we show we're good at that. We're right. It's it's a physical like like let's be real. Wrestling is difficult. It's yeah. difficult to do that stuff and not die. <laughs> <laughs> like Jump they're flinging their bodies around. It takes a lot of coordination and a lot of strength and durability. And luckily, Polynesians are built that way. Yeah, it's physical. It's it's entertainment. Um, it's hard work. Like I mean, I'm sure. Well, that's from like watching Young Rock episodes where he's like, "It's hard work. You gotta <laughs> let me tell you another story about my family." Um, where do you want to? Where do you want to start? You want to start with uh, the well, since we're talking about the Rock, let's let's talk about the Black Adam situation. All right. Like you sent me that link about um, pretty much the rock kind of like forced his way into it. Mm -hmm. And then then they got the new head of director James Gunn or the head of their whole DC universe, like the Kevin that's Feige. That's weird to me. DC. Yeah, that's weird to me, too, because James Gunn has been Marvel for like yeah. the last three guardian of the galaxies and probably other projects and stuff is there no worry that he's i mean i guess he's been marvel so long he's just jump, he's moving on there's no allegiances uh, yeah. like that yeah it's like it's like it's a business right so he's trying to get paid <laughs> probably get paid way more if you run the whole universe <laughs> instead of just being just the director one, one little movie <laughs> but i mean if you really look back at it Guardians of the Galaxy was low-key like a, a universe-shaping movie for Marvel because there wasn't really like everything was yeah. like Earth or yeah. Midgard or wherever. Mm -hmm. But then you have Guardians of the Galaxy and you're like, wow, the universe is actually this huge, giant thing. There's a lot going on out there. A lot, yeah. And it yeah. makes like the things that are going on at Earth seem insignificant. They also like introduce Thanos. So I think maybe they're trying to do like because he was able to create this like universe propelling 
Um, oh, okay. With, with Guardians of the Galaxy, they're like, maybe he can do the same magic for the whole DC. But unfortunately, that's probably going to require him to reset something. Yeah, reset the timeline. <laughs> so, yeah, as you're probably, or as our listeners are probably familiar with, Black Adam released last year, the headlining, headlined by The Rock. Um, super blockbuster action movie of the summer uh according to um like ticket sale projections it fell a little flat it didn't it didn't pop as much as they wanted it to i saw it twice in theaters <laughs> nice yeah i took yeah i took the nephews to to go watch it we had to support uncle Dwayne. yep um and then according so according to the article uh, it went over budget. It had some reshoots. Black Adam didn't do as well as they wanted it to do in theaters. And then as this new uh, this new head of the DC was being chosen, kind of before he was being chosen, The Rock stepped in and was like, hey, DC needs Black Adam. It's a it's a big superhero and he also needs black Adam needs Superman. And this yeah. is how we can bring DC back a big, long black Adam versus Superman or together with Superman. Um, the possibilities are endless. We can make this make movies for years. Me and Henry Cavill, like we're cool. I can bring him in for a cameo. Um, and he pitched that to the head of what, I don't know, either the movie studio or, or DC. Somebody. Um, and they were like, I think it included Terramana Tequila at the meeting. And The Rock and his, his persona and his charisma. And he was really selling this Black Adam. They're long... like, don't punch me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm sure, bro, I'm sure it was one of the best performances and promos he's ever done. Because oh, yeah. that this is like millions and millions of dollars over the next decade that he was potentially billions yeah trying to set this up like this is movies marketing commercials all this stuff where the rock could have been um basically as big as superman and important as superman in the dc universe for many many years to come however james gunn gets picked as the head and like you said his vision is going to require a lot of these storylines to be reset so they can be retold um, and kind of built up in the, in the rules of what he wants uh, the story to go as. So that's included cutting out the old Superman. There's going to be like a young Superman. Um, but they kept the Flash movie, which doesn't make sense. Man, <laughs> like he's with dude, the- Ezra Miller. Like what? They are going crazy. <laughs> like, like he gets to stay, but the rock has to go. <laughs> what yeah. What? So the flash, the flash is staying. Apparently Ezra Miller is seeing a therapist and they're, uh, the like, according to that, uh, that article I sent, um, is in vanity fair. Um, Ezra Miller is seeing a therapist and the studio is, uh, okay with his progress. I'm like, bro, they show you who they are. Believe them. (laughs) But it's like, but he was in the Justice League movie with the other people, (laughs) with Henry Cavill, with Ben Affleck. So this is this, I guess, 
you can keep that one because uh, yeah. you can go to the other timelines by running hella fast. I guess the times, the time force, speed force. It's gonna be weird when I don't know what they, they're gonna do when they cut to the Flash and he's like, "Uh, you guys look a little different." Or <laughs> Aquaman, you have blonde hair now. What the fuck? Wow. Yo. Okay. So yeah, some of the changes in the DC. Black Adam gone. Henry Cav- Cavill as Superman out. Um, Jason Momoa is like switching characters. Oh, he's gonna be Lobo, right? He's gonna be Lobo instead of Aquaman. So but maybe isn't that that's a Spider-Man dude, ain't it? Is it? I think so. So I'm it's thinking so- of like a Killer Instinct character. Oh whenever, yeah, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know who. I'm not familiar with with Lobo. Or neither, much honestly. of the DC universe, but I, so what is oh, the rock is to do now? <laughs> what is Dwayne Johnson to do now? Focus on the XFL. Shoot. That's not a bad idea. Let's be real. The rock is a very hard worker. Correct. Like a lot of, I things think, happen. I think he's doing too many movies. Oh, right? okay. I think maybe scale it down a little bit. Maybe do like one a year. Because I don't know for me, I there has to be like some mystery to the actor hmm. to make me want to go. I know what I'm about to go get when I go see a rock movie, I know exactly <laughs> yeah. what I'm about to get. He's not surprising me with a tan shirt that's way big too tight. Shoulders, <laughs> this fucking shit popping out. Uh, what's up? And family gums. <laughs> He's like, I'm more but, than just my strength, I also, um, yeah, but like, as far as. Like act actors that have come from the wrestling side, uh, I think Dave Bautista's passed him up. Oh, okay. Or it's like he he takes on more serious roles that requires you to like act a little more. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I haven't seen the new one that came out. It was like a knock. That at just the came out. Cabin huh? in the woods, the M Night Shyamalan one. Yeah. But knock at the like, cabin. I, yep, that one. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks good but i saw it in, uh, very it looks very interesting i definitely saw blade it runner was lit i wait there's a new blade runner uh no nah, the the most recent one that came out 2040 whatever oh dave he's batista like, was in it yeah he's in like the first scene nice he's I gotta protect the robots yeah it was they were like damn, damn I, I, I saw that he well now that he's not playing drax anymore uh he's like happy he's like drax is a big role a lot of people know me from drax uh one of the guardians of the galaxy uh guardians of the galaxy but you know similar to what connery and high chief were talking about in the young rock episode he doesn't want to get pigeonholed as just drax as just the dumb big fighter guy. guy yeah um and there is that uh want for him to take on more serious roles and really show uh, his skills as an actor. So, I mean, definitely this new movie, dude looks crazy. Serious. Yeah, very like if serious. If he showed up at your door at your cabin in the middle of the woods, I'd be like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, either you, your husband, or your daughter need to die for the world to be okay. And you have to pick. That's a crazy movie idea. <laughs> oh, like, whoever's the oldest. I I'm <laughs> that's how that's how you would pick it. <laughs> so I, if I'm like the kid, I'd be like, sorry, Pops. <laughs> you you like, had so many years, you're good now, right? We gotta save the world. 
I was thinking, I was like, me, my girl, my daughter. I was like, damn, I am dead. Yeah, like, it I has to be you. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Hey, have a good life. Make sure she cheers for the Chargers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. That uh, I'm, I actually want to go see that. But I have a, like a weird feeling like it's going to fizzle out at the end. I know. M. Night, he's hit or he's miss. Yeah. He's very hit or miss. Like sometimes it pops, but I see dead people. Get, like that was game changer. Uppercut from like behind the curtain. You didn't even know anyone was standing there when you're that. Like, you're like, oh, he been dead the whole time. <laughs> Mind blown. Or you'll get like fucking Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> the last airbender. You'd be like, no, not that one. <laughs> redo Take it, it back. Redo Take it. it back. Yeah, man. So I'm excited for where the rock's headed though. If he what if he ran for president? So I mean, yeah. I th- I felt I really felt like when the he first started the show and the first season was him on the presidential trail, on the campaign trail. Uh, through the first season of Young Rock, I was like, oh, he's just like using this to kind of introduce the idea. So in eight yep. years, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, The Rock's been the president before. Why don't we just vote him in? <laughs> Wasn't he the president like 10 years ago or something? And like, I see it on TV. Plan the seed. Plan the seed, man. He yeah, knows he's what smart. he's doing. He's but smart. like you talk about the different things that he could be doing. I totally agree. He could scale down on the movies kind of make them more exclusive, right? Maybe only like Maybe one like every just direct it or like oh yeah produce it and put Production on some credit. other some other Usos or Tokos or yeah. Oh yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Tell some tell some new stories instead of these like I don't need a new Santa Claus movie. Badass Santa Claus movie. The action Oh hey, did you see Violent Night? No, I haven't. I see it's on Amazon. Oh, is it on Amazon? Okay, cool. I did not see it in theaters, but every time the commercial came on, I kept pointing at it. I would like look over at my girl and be like, hey, check this out. And she would just be horrified that Santa was beating the shit out of people. It's the, it's the cop from Stranger Things, babe. Look. <laughs> it's like, look, he's making sure the naughty get naughty, the nice are nice, and he's just... He's doing what he's got to do. That was funny, but I'm all act- the other, yeah. All the other kids they got screwed over though. <laughs> They're like, "Damn, where's my presents at?" I'm like, "Sorry, sorry, Santa, Santa got had caught to do up a drive by. <laughs> he, he had to take out a, a bunch of people. He had the, to let the strap fly. Yeah, man, uh, some crazy movies out there. The The Rock, not only a movie star, he owns a tequila, Terramana Tequila. Uh, he's the president. Or owner of the Extreme Football League, the XFL, that's uh, starting over uh, this year. Shout out to Seattle Sea Dragons. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, he is the owner of Seven Bucks um, Film Productions. Production, productions. Um, so definitely a lot of things that he could be doing other than, you know. Is he a billionaire yet? No. You gotta be close. I mean, he's definitely, it's like. I was thinking about this. I mean, I think about this all the time. Um, the difference between like a an employee and an employer, like um, someone who has to work to go get money and then someone who has a system or a machine or a company that 
brings money to them. Yeah. And just like the different levels of thinking, I'm trying to get out of the employee mindset where I'm like, how can I work harder for someone and get into like the employer or the entrepreneur mindset where it's like, how can I, you know, make something. How can I get on a YouTube video? (laughs) (laughs) How can can I get a bunch of eyes to like look at this or. Uh, advertisers or i'm trying to figure out how to secure a bag or a a system for you know the security of my family long term and stuff now definitely just but i don't want to have to go work 80 hours a week to provide for my family i want to also like be with my family (laughs) so it's like need to get out of the employee uh punching in punching out and just go hard on like selling commercials on a podcast or Something where we have like more of a hand, direct hand in like how it's uh, paid off. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, how did you even hear about the Emerald Perspective? Where did you first hear about us? Uh, my cousin, shout out Nayatea, who is uh, up there in Seattle. Uh, okay. She is a real estate agent now. Um, or she was the last time I checked in with her. She posted something. I think it was on Facebook. And she was like, ha, 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 check out this podcast, this poly poly podcast. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm listening to podcasts now. Let me do it. And uh, yeah, it was a bunch of Usos up in uh, Seattle talking about uh, Afghanistan and (laughs) how we should have sent over Batman and Robin. And actually, (laughs) Batman's an asshole because he made Robin's uniform all bright and shit <laughs> okay yeah so like eventually maybe definitely trying to make like our platform big to that level that you're talking about for like financial stability mm-hmm. but yeah we just started podcasting uh it, it started with hate honestly <laughs> <laughs> so one of my friends uh that i went to school with at gonzaga he started a podcast and uh his co-host was not a good co-host man like i would literally cringe listening to their episodes oh no and i would text my friend i'd be like what the fuck is going on with you like <laughs> like you guys are having conversation but it's like talking to a wall or something and then she said she was a comedian and like literally never said a single funny thing. And I was like, I don't know if that's supposed to be the funny part or not. I'm very confused. So they had an Instagram post and I, they like wrote on it. And I was like, can you say something funny? Because I've never seen or heard you say anything funny in the 10 hours I've been listening. So please do say something funny. Just say something funny. And then so she decided to roast me <laughs> in the comments on her IG post. So I forgot what she said. She said I had like too much skin on my face or something. I was like, what the fuck? I said, bitch, you look like Liu Kang's brother. Shut the fuck up. It's like you got a you got a fleshy face. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I started cooking. And then you know, I was like, you know what? I texted my cousin Stuart and LJ, and I was like, bros, we had to make a fucking podcast. <laughs> we gotta we gotta show up how how it's done. Yeah, man, we got this. We got this. And so, yeah, uh, Stuart had all the recording equipment from the nice. church. So he brought it oh, over. Okay. Nice. And then we'd all just go over to his house. And then it was during COVID, too. 
So everything was locked down. Mm-hmm. It's like you had we to just find activity to do. Yeah, yeah. We we're bored, and then we wanted to hang out. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just come together, have a few beers. I'll smoke a bit since I'm the only one that smokes. It's always a lonely smoke when I'm hanging out with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't happen often, but yeah. And then uh, we actually had a couple episodes go like extremely viral, like 10,000 plays. Oh, damn. And we were like, uh, oh, my Here we God, go. we're going up. <laughs> but uh, as life like COVID kind of like slowed down ended you know like we kind of like got back into the groove of yeah normal life so so we like missed out we stopped being as consistent and so our views kind of fell but you know i've been trying to write the ship and at least yeah, I see you out, like, every I see week keeping it going yeah and yeah man so i'm i'm glad you guys got your shit popping and then you got lavasa apparel Bro, Going yeah. up. Shout didn't... out to Levasa Island Apparel, Eri Hosea. Oh man, I seen that article about or like hey, that yeah, thing about... I was just about to say Island Moguls just reposted about the uh, the food drive that they're doing every Saturday in Modesto, California, via De La Rosa Congregational Church. Um, I think it's thirteen thirty one Cascade Avenue. Don't quote me on that. Check our Instagram profile. Uh, we'll make sure that that's uh, that's posted up there. But yeah, definitely, bro. Shout out to to Eri. He's uh, uh, yeah. I need to get him back on freaking record on the podcast. Is always uh, uh, good to talk to. We used to be roommates. We actually used to live in this house that I'm at right now. But he moved oh. back to California. <laughs> uh, we uh, were security guards here in Portland for years, and then we ended up shacking up together and going half on everything yeah that's nice. uh that's my bro um and he's always um been of the mindset of like how can we help uh those around us that need stuff how can we be of service how can we um, add value to people's lives or to what they're doing how can we motivate you know encourage people so seeing him getting the the activism going and then also now uh other people seeing what they got going on down there that's that's a that's it's good to see super proud of him and his brother and everything they got going on there that's a goal man be able to help like paulie's have a just like love to serve yeah like it's just ingrained in us from a young age for sure i mean yeah when we first start, it's mandatory. There's yeah. not like a lot of <laughs> you don't get to volunteer. Yeah, you're taught to serve. Yeah. But definitely yeah. And you go just, around white people and they're like, Oh my god, you guys are so nice, so perfect. How do you guys know? It's just like Because we're all I we got to get slapped. That's why. <laughs> slap coming if I act up. <laughs> if I didn't hop out of this seat and offer to help you with those bags, I'd get a shoe thrown at my face. <laughs> so here, let me help you. Let me get that for you. Yes, thank you, Auntie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super. Uh, uh, yeah, of service we are yeah. as a people. Just have to use that. Uh, yeah, keep that going. Keep that example and that encouragement to continue to help uh, your fellow man because right. it's it can be a divisive time right now if you let it. It's like uh, 
uh, when we're talking about politics, when I was mentioning stuff we could talk about in the political climate here in, in the U.S., um, some people don't talk to people for years because of something they said or something they posted on Facebook or something and someone took it wrong. And it's just like, I feel like a, a big divide. Um, right. It's like, if you ain't with me, you're against me kind of, kind of yeah. vibes. And people don't, like yeah. A, only the Sith deal in absolutes, man. Come on, man. Hey, exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> so important to understand that like the story is, so much more than just whatever the headline is. There's so much more nuance. There's not, it's more than just whatever this selected out cherry picked quote is to get you to click on something like do a little fact checking, research what the whole story is, what, what things are before you start throwing around. I man, I Twitter is, Twitter's a dangerous place. Twitter <laughs> is so angry. It's a wild, wild west. It's the new wild, wild west. But yeah, it's like people reposting stuff and so like, see, Trump is total garbage. I agree. Or see, Biden is stealing shit. Or crime. But the Biden crime family is stealing this election. Like, we're still denying the election. It's like we're about to have a new election. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're closer to the next election. Stop making it. shit up. But like uh, people, I like just like to see what the other people are saying too. Like, so I have oh, my sure. belief. So I, I want to see what the what are the people who don't who think the opposite. What do they say? What? How are they interpreting? And, and why? Yeah. yeah. And why would you think the opposite of what I think? Because like, if you think something's right or something's good, something's righteous, whatever. If someone's heated up on the other side disagreeing with you you got to be like well why why would you think that the side that is not right it's like maybe right. i haven't experienced the pain or the hurt you have yeah and that is why you are like that so i'm sorry that I, it is that way, yeah what can yeah, you do? everybody's got their own lived ex life experiences so they can see the same thing you see in a totally different way or uh have and if they do it's it. not a reason to hate on them for it like yeah, yeah okay you like trump all right well what else do you like <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm sure yeah you got exactly. all you like if, if that's your whole personality okay then maybe this maybe is gonna be difficult gonna get along but i'm sure you like other things and i'm sure exactly. i might like some of those things as well so let's go from there <laughs> they'll be like well i you know i watch basketball and you'd be like oh then let's talk basketball <laughs> or like i you know i really like this music i like that music yeah, too. exactly so there's and, always something it's but people get to def defining themselves by their politics or by their sexuality it's like those two things are very like defining features in americans i don't know why they want to and then people want to argue over them because yeah. they have a different belief of it yeah it's like okay there's there's freaking billions and billions of people you know there's gonna be some variations if everyone was exactly the same <laughs> this place would be boring as hell oh my god gosh yeah and even the same people even twins that grow up together are having different lives They're, those are two unique different people like i think under understanding that everyone's different and everyone has a reason for the way they think and you can't go judging people's reasons for the way they think that's just what they live through like yeah man even if you disagree with someone so yeah you gotta be 
slow to judge slow to judge are there any uh are there any like times when someone's getting too wild on is like just opens up with politics like when you first meet him or something are there any red flags um nah usually i can i can command a conversation and get it to where i want it to go usually mm-hmm. uh if it's like a new person that i meet uh i don't know i never i always try to stay away from that stuff or like if they do say something like that like oh i'll just be like haha yeah change the subject but if they keep pushing it i'll be like all right it was nice to meet you <laughs> yeah okay. i'm out of you it's gonna remove myself from the situation yeah, but, yeah if, they're, if they're talking about like violence that's a red flag for sure oh okay yeah like wishing to hurt Harm people. people yeah like it's yeah, been yeah. a lot of the republican rhetoric uh yeah. the last couple months so yeah man it's just I want to live in a, a world where everything is safe and wonderful and yeah. people respect each other and don't want to abuse and use people. But Civil, at least. Right. I was like, I feel like that's probably why aliens haven't came to fuck with us. They're, they're like, like, nah, they're tripping. We're going to unite them if we land there. There's still there. monkeys down there. <laughs> <laughs> they're still fucking animals. It's the planet of the apes right over here. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's I'm trying to figure out. So what makes people like that and it's probably the news corporations pushing their lines and politics and politicians pushing their versions and today you can like pick exactly where you're getting your like information from yeah exactly and so if you're getting it from a bad place and then it's just like echoing they call like echo chambers these Mm -hmm. echo chambers say go do bad things yeah, bad or you're under attack. You're under attack. Arm yourself. Blow up the substation, the energy station down the street. Yo, who the fuck is shooting up all the energy stations, and why? There's that's like supposed to be a, a country domestic. saving thing that you're doing is taking out yeah. the energy from they all these people like during winter. Yeah, what the fuck? That's like some anarchy. That's like. What are you He's like a terrorist? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you taking the power away from these homes during winter? I know my sister was affected by it. It happened on Christmas here in Seattle. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of people in Tacoma, Washington had their power cut because some dudes shot it up. And that's like the fifth, fifth, sixth time that's happened this year and it's still happening. FBI says it's right winger neo Nazis. Yeah, that's that's what I heard. Uh, but geez. like, why are you shooting? I'm trying to figure out what their goal is, and I'm sure if I like went and Googled it and went down the rabbit hole far enough, I could figure out how shooting up an energy substation is supposed to bring Trump back to his throne. But I don't want my history to have that. <laughs> like, I don't want my ads to start being like blue light matters. <laughs> right? Can we just skip that part? Can we just? I don't know. We just gotta figure it out. It's it's a weird world we're living in. Yeah, just like you said, slow to judge, um, but and, quick to love. How about that? Slow yeah. to judge, quick to love. Yeah, spread that love and light. Just be understanding, or at least you know, empathetic to other people's struggles, and assuming what those are. Um, yeah. Kyrie Irving asked to be traded. 
And that was got a quick traded. one. That was a quick one. I've never seen an ass to be traded. Got traded so fast. Uh, that was like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, talks were up between the the Lakers and the Mavericks. Um, uh, with the Nets, were talking to the Lakers and the Mavericks on uh, who to trade Kyrie Irving to, but uh, the Mavericks ended up offering three picks, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, and another player, and Dorian so Finney Smooth. Okay, and now Kyrie is headed to Dallas to team up with Luca. That is going to be an interesting combination. I I have a Mavs fan friend who is not a fan of what happened today. <laughs> but, it's like he needs help, but yeah. not this kind of help. Yeah. So, what does Luca usually do? You could Luca's usually the one bringing the ball up the court, right? Ball hog, but they're so, both ball hogs. <laughs> yeah. So, how does that work? How how did Mark Cuban sign off on this? What is what is the the and what it, like? They better sign him to an extension immediately because he's a yeah. free agent at the end of the year. So that's what I was saying. It's good for the Nets to trade him because he's not coming back. They just went twenty and four with him, like the best. 24 game stretch the Nets have ever had. So he's high, high value. Yeah. Yeah. If he's not coming back, you at least get some picks and some players for him. Yeah. So good for the Nets. Bad uh, for the Mavs. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, I, didn't he get traded from there yeah. to here? <laughs> yeah. He used to be, I think he was a net for like four or five years yeah, before he started getting included in, in, he got hot, so hot that he started getting traded. <laughs> Yeah, so he's going back. That'll be interesting for him. I was really, I wanted the Lakers to take him because now they don't look like they're going to make it out the West. Yeah, what is this non playoff Lakers team? What are we supposed to do with this? (laughs) Yeah, bro, this is LeBron's like, so Lakers 2022 to 2023. Our our banner this year is LeBron won the scoring title. I mean, the the career points. Yeah, sick. And we were, and we finished twelfth in the West or some shit. Come on, what? Uh, yeah, Russell Westbrook, like he's been playing better. Yeah. But as long as Anthony Davis stays healthy, you know they have a chance to like sneak in. But you're not going to probably go very far if you have to sneak into the play-in game. Anthony Davis uh, basically won the game uh, for us. The last game we played, I forget who, but he like the like, Pacers, I think. Yeah, yeah, he makes this uh, this turnaround in the paint over Miles Turner uh, to take the lead, and then he uh, swats away the um, when they tried to tie. Yeah, Andrew Nemhard layup, <laughs> and AD's over here calling ball game, ball game. I just like AD. I need you to keep that same energy the whole season, the whole time. I know. It's unsustainable, though. I feel like he gets too excited, plays too well, and then, ah, hurt hurt myself. Bro, you see him twisting his ankle in the air? Yeah, that was ridiculous. I've never seen that. That's so crazy. Your foot should be going through that leg. (laughs) (laughs) That guy should be buckling, man. Not your foot. Like, uh. Your freaking, your leg hit somebody else and your. I think he did steroids or or something, man, because his body grew. Like he was a guard, and then he grew nine, eight, ten inches. Wow! And then he's seven feet tall. Yeah, that happened to Kelly Olynyk too. 
people don't know this because uh, I was at Gonzaga when he was there, mm-hmm. and he, he got recruited as a guard, a six three guard. Oh damn! And between his junior and senior year, he grew eight inches and then was like seven the feet center? tall. Yeah, and he's like, oh shit, I don't know how to play like this. <laughs> <laughs> So he had to take like a he played his freshman year and then he did a red shirt year and then he got filthy. They were like they oh, nice. taught him how to do the post moves and everything. And yeah, <laughs> now he, he's had a solid NBA career. Bro. I mean, they brought over Rui to the Lakers. I thought thought that was gonna speak dividends. Uh, immediately yeah go but, on a big run. I mean, they I think I feel like they won the next did. five games after they traded for him, but it might have been not the greatest competition, but I yeah I do like Rui. Who did we give up? Uh, two Kendrick picks and Nunn. Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn's been it. going off too for the Wizards. He dunking oh, on God people and everything. I'm like, what the heck? Mad. <laughs> like now that I'm on the court. I'm like, yeah, he's like this weak ass team. I gotta live in Washington D.C. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of traffic. Yeah. All these freaking congressmen and shit. <laughs> the Bro, the Lakers are are worse than bad right now. Like you said, they're boring. Like, why wouldn't you go make a trade? Isn't the Feb the, the the trade deadline is like this week? Yeah, coming up. You have to do something. Like, I'm just like this is no. going to be the legacy of LeBron with the Lakers. Not, but it's not his fault. But like, what is Rob Palenka doing? I think Ooh. he hates LeBron. Oh, he's that much of a Kobe fan. I don't know. I if I was even I'm a Kobe fan. And I'm like I just want the Lakers to be good. I don't give a fuck who's leading the team. Bro. Competitive, they just need to yeah, be good at least. But it's like you know, Rob Palinka was a uh, Carlos Kobe's, Boozer's. Oh, he was Carlos Boozer's agent, and Carlos Boozer got drafted the same year as LeBron in the second round, and he was filthy, and he was supposed to be the second guy for LeBron. And Rob Palinka was like, yeah, we'll sign with you guys. And then went to go sign with the Jazz the next day. <laughs> Carlos Boozer, damn. Where is he? The Jazz, the Rockets. Was Boozer on the Lakers for a little bit? Yeah, he was. Solid career. We got like a lot of those down <laughs> players, like players at the end of their career. Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Russell Westbrook, what? LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think history will be kinder to Russell Westbrook than we are to him right now. For sure. For sure. They'll remember <laughs> because, the averaging the triple-double for yeah. so many years. In the 2020 game for Nipsey, <sighs> for the Roland wow. 60. Yeah. MVP, MVP Russ. Yeah. Not the end of the career. I think most people. Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. Once you get through the end of the career, decline physically, and retire, give it a couple of years, and then everyone's like more likely to give oh, you your yeah. flowers. Yeah. Yo, you remember bald head, young Russell, Russell, uh, OKC Russell, you know, he's balling. He's the Rockets, crazy. Russell, Washington Wizards, Russell. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Lakers, Russell. That was three years, three teams. <laughs> what, so, what needs to change? Do you think LeBron just needs to go and then Lakers need to reset? Or the I think Linka like, needs to go. They need. Dar- I feel like Darvin Ham is sucking he as sucks. the coach. He's not a good coach. Well, I don't know what is happening. Pat he Bev on fucking Brandon Ingram. The very end. Oh my gosh! If we had Brandon Ingram, he'd be filthy. Just think about all these young players 
I that do. they gave away. I do. That are like dope everywhere else. Like the perfect players <laughs> for this team are everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Ingram, Julius Randall, Hart, D'Angelo Ball, Russell, Randall. Yep. Russ. Oh, Russell. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. He's filthy. <laughs> The Lakers traded away everything to sign LeBron and bring in Anthony Davis, and they won a title. And nobody and, even counts it. Like it's like, let's. Oh yeah, motherfuckers title? asterisk that shit all the time, and I'm like, guys, I looked up the NBA dot com, and the official stats say that the Lakers won the title that year. So I don't know what to tell you. Okay, <laughs> it says it on the internet. Like, oh, it's a your your Disney your Disney ring, huh? Your your bubble championship. Oh, That's my. the same shit that Gonzaga, because that year Gonzaga lost in the championship to oh, Baylor, and so everyone's like that that ring doesn't count. <laughs> so yeah. we didn't want to win that one. <laughs> it's a Disney one, damn it. That's a plastic ring, bro. We want the real one. <laughs> real man. Wait, wait. Yeah. When were you at uh, Gonzaga? Uh, I was there from. Okay, so I was there at 09, right? And I got kicked out my freshman year for Send him home. a semester. And then I came back the next year. So 10 to 14. Oh, wait, 10 to 13 and graduated in 13. What was what was Gonzaga basketball like when, when you I was were there? there? Fucking active, bro. It was lit. Uh, the first big stars were like Rob Sacre and Stephen Gray. Uh, Laker legend Rob Sacre. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I just figured out who you're talking about. I never pronounced his name right ever. <laughs> Sacre, Sacre, Blee. Sacre. So him, Stephen Gray, Rob Sacre. They were good. And then uh, we got Elias Harris, another Laker legend. <laughs> he was on the team for a week. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then we had Kevin Pangos and Karnowski. And Shemek Karnowski, uh, he finished his career as the most winningest, I believe. Like, if he's not the most, he's like number two winningest college yeah. basketball player. I think he lost six times. <laughs> oh, and played like four 150, years. yeah, 150 games. Oh, so, five. Yeah. yeah so he, he did it. But yeah. The what first time the... he ever went number one was when I was there, so that was lit. Well, I mean, you were going to games. The games were on campus. After the, the I only went to or... one game because, like, all the I felt like all the kids that was like going there, they were like fans, like real fucking fans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like these guys, let's go become... to the game. And they would come kick it with me after the game, the basketball players. So these are like my friends, right? So I'm not about, to, I'm not about to be out there. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm about to be at the crib, fucking <laughs> smoking blunts, drinking <laughs> brews or whatever, uh, and then wait for them to come through and come kick it and have a grand time. You're friends yeah. with the guys on the basketball team. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty cool with like Kelly, uh, David Stockton. Uh, who else? You would like run gym with them? Yeah, we'd get some games up. Nice. My friend Wayne, I was just with him. He was just at my house today. Wayne Hoskins, he's been on the podcast. Oh before. yeah, yeah, podcast the teacher, dude. I remember that. And uh, I think I said it on the podcast, but he blocked Kelly Olynyk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he's like 
five eight. <laughs> but he got dummy bounce, bro. And he's a volleyball player and just gets up. Like I brought him one time to my church picnic, and all the Samoans were like, "Look at this little guy!" And he, damn, he was shitting on everybody. I was like, and he jumped oh, on the volleyball dude. court. He's yeah, like, yeah, he "Oh, he's about to show you who this guy he's about is." To pop the ball. Everyone was like, "Damn, I'm scared to go up with him." Bro, I brought him. <laughs> damn, man, you know, like a you know a bunch of ballers, like people getting in their bag on the court. Yeah, yeah, I play. Uh, there was a half court in my backyard, and so there was a lot of parties back there. Nice. And uh, one time I played two on two, me and my homie J Palm versus uh, Kelly Olinick and our homie nice. Justin Steranka got some. I think they beat us. <laughs> <Not gonna lie. laughs> but yeah, that's fun. I saw Shemek Karnowski rip the rim off of that court. But I was actually I was on the women's practice team for so, uh, for Gonzaga. Yeah. How does that work? You would like uh, scout the opponent and you would have to like try to actually do what their opponent would do. Or you uh, just like, nah, that just was got to run. Yeah. Just pretty much beat the coach. Kelly Graves was the girls coach at Gonzaga at the time. He's now the Oregon's women coach. Nice. Uh, and yeah, he was like, just go out there and block their shot. Cause I got, I got, a, I'm six, four, but I have like, what? A, I have a seven foot wingspan. Oh, lanky. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I would just do. They would go out there and just block the shit out of them for nice. like two hours, and then you get free gear. Uh, it oh, actually hell yeah. a year of eligibility. So I oh. was like, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What if I decide I want to take this shit serious? <laughs> use your eligibility. So yeah, use the year. I still got three left. <laughs> Bro, is there? Do you know if there's like a, a like a age where you can't use your eligibility no more, or is it possible for like a forty year old to go play Division One basketball or football? I I think it's possible, but it's really be about finding a coach who's willing to play. <laughs> They're like, I'm about to give a scholarship to the forty year olds. He's like, No, nah, I can pay for it myself. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I own a construction business. Oh, okay, uh, I can Rudy. I can pay for my own. <laughs> Hop on, Rudy. So yeah, I think I I have heard of uh like in the lower divisions like older men being on the team, but like that just takes a spot from a younger oh, person. Okay, yeah. So, I think I, I think you guys talked about that like uh, some super yeah, old LJ guy playing has, football. I think, yeah, and, LJ on LJ's team. On oh okay on LJ's team. Yeah, and he, and he took like, a spot. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> 35-year-old linebacker, what are we doing here? All these other guys over here trying to get tape put together. They can't get on the field because <laughs> some dad is over here playing linebacker. I know. I was just thinking, I was like, what if they let college athletes play forever? Like, you don't have to go to the league and you can yeah. play for as many years as you want. As long as you're in school, yeah. learning something. Bug it. You can take football class. <laughs> I'm gonna be a coach. <laughs> Eventually, you can, man. Turn it so, from yeah. that's going from employee to employer, right there. <laughs> Linebacker well, for 15 years. People like that at GU, like everybody, I feel like that I knew they're hella successful. <laughs> Wait, what? GU? Yeah, Gonzaga. That's what I okay. call everybody called GU. So a lot of them did their thing. Uh. 
Yeah, it was fun. It's hella white. Yeah. Wait, where exactly is Gonzaga? It's in Spokane, Washington. Oh, okay. Damn, up there. Corner up in the corner. Wait. Yeah. It's like 25, 30 minutes from Idaho, I think. Dang. Wait, isn't Pullman out that way too? Yeah, Pullman's more south. Okay. It's like closer to Oregon. But they're uh both by the Idaho border. Yeah. Damn, that is it's probably a drive. Yeah, it is. Idaho. Idaho's crazy. Like I think my sophomore year during the Martin Luther King parade, they like put a bomb on the parade route. What? Yeah, the white people out there, they don't play. They ain't playing around. <laughs> They're racist as fuck and they don't care. They do not care. Get out of their state. Bro. I literally did a, a summer where I was painting houses in northern Idaho, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> in the tip of that. Idaho? The very top, bro. The most racist part you could get to. Oh, my gosh. And, like, my whole crew is all my friends, but they're all white. So they were, like, kind of protective of me because they know. They, Damn. Because they knew. Because they knew how they yeah. were. How so we had to, were. Once a week, we had to go door to door in these neighborhoods. And I'd be knocking on the door. And they would come out, and I'd just be have like a goofy ass smile on. Hey, uh, your house looks like it needs to be painted. They'd be like, "I don't give a fuck what you." And they'd start oh, calling no. me, call me all this racist stuff. But they always thought I was Mexican, so <laughs> that was like, "Uh, that's fucked up that you're saying these things, but it doesn't really affect me. Yeah, I don't I... identify that way." But all you, right, you are wrong. See you later. I'll oh. on to the next house. Bro, um, yeah, my boss was like, I know it could get tough out here, so I'm gonna buy you guys a quarter of weed every week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boss. <laughs> Thanks. That's like your pay adjustment. <laughs> like, look, I know it's hella racist up here, so we're gonna make sure you have the finest cannabis, yeah. access to the finest cannabis to rest your mind. <laughs> I was like, sweet, sounds Bro. great. We're just pounding houses, so do you remember uh, the first time you smoked? Yeah, man, I do. It was in sixth grade. (laughs) (laughs) A little early, I know, but I smoked one time in sixth grade and then I didn't smoke for like till my in between uh, sophomore and junior year, like in the summer. But the first time it was like we were at my friend's house Mm -hmm. and we were playing hide and go seek. Like we're in sixth grade, so our elementary school went up to sixth grade. So technically I'm in elementary school. (laughs) In Samoa, it goes up to eighth. Oh, snaps. Yeah. So, like, there's like primary, secondary. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so I'm in sixth grade and we're playing at my friend's house and going to his closet, like this closet, and I shut the door and it's dark, but I turn around and there's <laughs> a light. There's like a lot. Like, it, I didn't even know there was another door in this room, but there's like light underneath. And I was like, <laughs> what the heck? And I, I'd always get this like weird feeling in my stomach when I was like, damn, I don't know what the fuck's about to happen. I was, like, I was getting hella nervous. So I like opened it and I looked inside and there was hella weed plants, like 10 big nice. ass weed plants. And I was nice. like, I was like, I don't even know what this is. Then, <laughs> why is why are there plants inside? Like, wow, it smells crazy in here. <laughs> and so I like found my friend. I like came out of the closet and I was like, yo what is this and then my friend was like oh i think that's i think that's my mom's weed and i was like weed huh What's, uh... i've only heard stories and songs about this 
was like, it's really interesting. So yeah, like a lot listen to like Bob Marley or like mm-hmm. DJ Quick. <laughs> so I was like Afro man. Yeah, these guys be smoking tough, but I never like I was like, what is that? Like cigarettes or what? But then he's like, this is weed. So we're like, okay. And so there's three of us and we're like, let's smoke it. <laughs> we're like, okay, how? How? Exactly. <laughs> and we were like, uh. And so he he found a pipe and we we're like, he's like, I think my mom puts this in here. He, he says a lot pipe. of, I think. I think this yeah. is a pipe. I think this is my mom's like, weed. Yeah, pipe. right. He doesn't he already. <laughs> he, knows, he knew so exactly like, where the pipe was. He's I like, think, I'm not trying uh, to shame my this. mom here. <laughs> So he just throw like hell of bowls into the pipe, but we're like, we're like ripping off the stem and the fucking the leaves, everything, not just the buds, because we're stupid ass kids. <laughs> Burning leaves. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, <coughs> gross, bro. This is nasty. Just we, did, we did a hell of times, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a nap, and I just like close my eyes. And then I woke up and I was at home and I was like, <gasps> what the Uh-oh. fuck? And I was like, I like ran upstairs. I was like, how did I get here? <laughs> so my mom was like, you rode your bike home. And I was like, what? <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so that's like, that genuinely scared the shit out of me. And I was like, okay, oh, I'm going to chill out on this for, for a like little five bit. five years. Yeah. I was like, no, that's fucked up. I didn't know you could <laughs> oh, damn. Green Thank- out. But then I tried it. Read out. Uh, yeah, man, it was not. It was scary. Then I tried it in like high school and had a little better time. I would say. I was smoking out of a expect. Coke can though. That was nasty. Oh, Coca Cola oh, can. The, you can make like, anything into a bong. Yeah, I didn't know. I was still so naive. <laughs> what about you? What was your first smoking experience like? I was way older. I was like 18, 19 at a party. <clears throat> yeah, you're a good boy. Uh, man, I was locked down uh, with some very strict or very religious uh, guardians from a very early age. Uh, my parents or my mom went to church all the time and we were raised, you know, dare, don't do drugs, you know, all that stuff. Um and then when I started like partying after high school in college, my cousin who was smoking, who would smoke occasionally, was always like, yo, man, if you ever want to smoke, you know, I, I'll i smoke with you. We can smoke together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, never really, I was like, oh, I mean, I don't really feel the need or, or want to smoke. I'll just go drink. Um, but I was at a party and someone like lit a joint and was like, you here you go. And instead of smoking a cigarette, I smoked that. Um, and then I got super crossfaded. I was already drunk when I started. And my cousin that told me that walked up to me at that party and he was like, I heard you're smoking weed. I was like, what? He's like, you motherfucker. I told you. I told, I've been telling you for years. And I was like, oh, I didn't even really know it was like that. It doesn't, it tastes kind of funny. It smells kind of herbal. I don't know. So I don't, I don't think it's doing anything. And I'm pretty sure I knocked out soon after that i did not make it to the end of that party Um, people get really mad when like when they want to be your first smoke and then you go smoke somewhere else that's always really funny to me i'm like if i'm there for the first time yeah then let's make it a special time i'll try to make it as memorable as possible 
because because you know you always remember the first time like i said like yeah. we're talking about it right now uh but yeah man that's hell funny i know a, a bunch of people who smoked and never smoked again oh. and i like, just had a bad time and they were like oh this definitely isn't for me you know uh the dare commercials were right this is your brain it's fried egg uh so i yeah i definitely whenever i was talking to anybody that had a bad experience with weed or like hadn't smoked weed i was i always wanted to present like a good positive kind of side to it and also like be cautious you know kind of respect it don't just take a bunch of edibles thinking it's regular skittles these aren't regular skittles respect the yeah. thc like it's if it's hard to have open, six of these Oh probably, yeah, <laughs> it's probably not what you think it is. Like those wrappings are thick on those things for a reason. Yeah, uh, over here in Oregon, when you go into the dispensary after you buy everything, they show you I like love Oregon dispensaries. Oh my god, there's, there's a so card uh, that they show you, and it's it basically says don't share with kids because kids can get sick. It affects them differently. We it's not cool to give your kids weed because it's not it doesn't get them high. It fucks them up could mess up their brain they're no, so young. for real yeah anyone listening use me as an example i still feel <laughs> like i have a sixth grade brain <laughs> look you, grade you, brain. you stop when you start okay so when you start like early <laughs> that's where you're at i'm fucked guys Rick and Morty's just too funny to me. <laughs> Bro, didn't one of them just get like fired? Oh, oh yeah. It's it's done. So no more Rick and Morty? Well, they said they're gonna try and find replacements, Reed. but I mean there's a lot like of people Rick? who do good. It's the guy who played both. <laughs> oh, that's the same person? Yeah. God he damn it, Morty. To do Rick. <laughs> he no, Rick. But yeah, that Justin Roiland, Roiland, he uh, got in trouble for texting underage people. Not what good the things. Fuck? I don't know what's wrong with folks, man. It's like these people that create good, like funny shit, art, whatever. Yeah, they always got like some fucked up shit going on. Oh yeah. Below. Ah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like where the pain that that stuff came from, or it's their Illuminati sacrifice. Or the, yeah, it's what they—it's hey, their dues. You want to make it? You gotta do some crazy yeah. shit. <laughs> Bro, on the weird, on the weird. What else we got? Um, what is your pref- well still on the weed? What is your preferred method of consumption? Oh, um. I think it's the blunt. I think it's rolling up a blunt and it's so easy now. Like you don't have to go and split a swisher or a roll out a perfect backwood and wash it out. There are like decent blunt wraps, flavored blunt wraps at the store. Yeah. I was gonna say I have some, some somewhere around here. Hell yeah. There. I mean, my go-to Yes, Woods, the Russian then, cream, Russian cream. Oh, those are the best. And then I got some of these too, like the Kush wraps. Nice. Hell yeah, uh, yeah! It's just me, so easy to to roll up some. I mean, it's a lot easier to roll up some weed. I remember when I first started, I was cracking swishers every every night after work. Uh, we would shut down the club, and then after everyone got home, I would like pull out a blunt and be like, "All right, guys." 
let's get ready for our drive home. And like <laughs> me and one or two other people would, you know, smoke. And then it, at four in the morning, uh, okay. Well, smoke's hit different. Bro, okay. Don't drink and drive. You're not supposed to smoke and drive. I don't, li- I don't follow that. I don't drink and drive anymore because I don't drink. Um, man, I heard uh, that last episode in Alaska, the roads are really wide. Hella wide, bro. I, and you can like just go blazing down the road drunk. Man, cool. It's like low key encouraged because they don't even have. No. Really, they don't even really have a speed limit out there, bro. Like the speed limit is recommended. Uh, so you you can just be fucking sauced. Are they are the roads wide because like trucks or something? Like, yeah, mostly everybody has trucks okay. and like big trucks, I guess. Because like where I was living mm-hmm. in Juneau, there was only one highway, so like. Yeah, those lanes were fat. Damn. And I came to Seattle and was like, oh, no, I'm like claustrophobic now. <laughs> oh, I'm too close. Oh, <laughs> everyone's all like right on my door. Get on yeah, the man, I feel like I'm about to scrape everybody. Uh, um, yeah. I, yeah, I'd say smoking and driving, though, that's not encouraged. Don't do that, guys. But it is nice. Smoking and riding? <laughs> smoking yeah, and riding? Being a passenger? Bro, that's the best. Put your hand out the window and just do that, that wind shit. You got One ox control, maybe. Oh, yeah. You got the music going. The wind's coming through. And you're just like, uh, just chilling out. Yeah, that is uh, that. Okay. Ideally, that's the preferred method. A blunt on the car ride. With the sun setting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perp- yeah, you see it. Oh, man. That sounds so nice. I miss the sun. <laughs> it's so cold and wet up here right oh. now. Yeah, what do we got? Like uh, two more months until the sun starts going down at a decent time. Yeah, I think in Washington we're already post five, post five o'clock sunsets. So, right, let me check what our sunset we're is headed, here. Headed in the right direction. Oh, um, yep, us. We're at five twenty-four in Portland right now. But they're in the middle of summer. It's like. 9 p.m. is when the sun goes down or at least when the light starts fading away so the days and the serotonin are on their way people stick it in there you better start doing your sit-ups now guys i've already started my summer body's gonna be righteous bro shout out to uh my cousin talano who's getting married in hawaii this august and so yeah it's definitely gotta start hitting the sit-ups gotta start getting ready (laughs) <laughs> to go to yeah, destination wedding for me smoking wise uh i've been taking a lot of dabs i've been Ooh, i i'm interested and intimidated by the dabs and the dab rigs and how everything works i just got a very nice dab rig it really feels like the future nice. of dabbing it's called the puffco peak um, Ooh. and yeah so it has like an electric nail and you just put the dabs in, and then it heats it up, and it's, oh, it's very a clean. Yeah, it's like, this is what it looks like. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it heats it up down here. And then it's like just... a lava lamp, kind of. But, it, I mean, kinda, it looks like it's a electric. You got to charge it. Yeah, you got to charge it. Um, but the charge lasts a very long time. Um, but, yeah, just love dabs. Love Love dabs. I love blunts, but I feel like I get the same amount of high from a dab, which takes like 30 seconds mm-hmm. compared to a blunt, which takes 
30 minutes. I'll roll a, a solid blunt in like two minutes, have it smoked in. It's like a 15 minute extravaganza. <laughs> Where you could just drop a dab. Yeah, and then just be litty for <laughs> a solid same amount of time, I would say. <laughs> Wait, okay, so how long would you say like a, a dab will last you? Because I've seen like the charts of people trying to explain what the high is on different uh, methods and the dab is like you can go up real quick real high but then it comes down i would down say basically. half of the experience is not being able to breathe so i think i just evolved <laughs> to a point where i like to be choked <laughs> yeah. so, so i just taking dabs that just choke me out limit oxygen to the blood to the, my brain and i'll be like uh, i start drooling a little bit <laughs> Bro. Nutty. <laughs> when you hit when you hit the pen or you i guess you would take the dab so hard that like you start coughing yeah but it's, <laughs> it's like yeah a deep... but there's you start coughing so long that there's like the second cough where you dry heave and then you cough some more yeah the those are the ones where you cough. black out yeah those are the yeah. ones where you black out a little bit yeah and i also like edibles every night i nice. take a hundred milligram edible drink Oh, a drink? Yeah, every night. You know what what brand that is? Uh, it's called Ray's Lemonade, but it's like oh yeah, like one point seven five milliliters and hundred milligrams. So you're just like boom. And I take it like it helps me sleep through the night. I'm saying one point seven five milliliters. What is that? Like a like a five hour energy size, or is yeah, that like, like a small less. can? Oh, okay, uh, smaller than a five hour energy. Yeah, I, I think that's say. the one that that Luke was. Uh, he lives in Walla Walla, Washington, so he has hey. like the same type of uh, state regulations for the weed. I think he also has Rays. I've never seen Rays Lemonade in Oregon, though. Yeah, so I have. Maybe some of the brands don't transfer over. Like sometimes yeah. they change the name, but yeah, it's just like this big. Uh, can you grab me one, Amber? A, a weed drink? Yeah, I'll, I'll show you one. They're lit. Like, nice. what's the? How much do they cost? You said that it's 100 uh, milligrams it's like, of THC? It's anywhere between 10 to $12 for one. Nice. It's like this. Hey, that looks like a little Tabasco. Right? <laughs> yeah, that 100 milligrams THC, we don't play. Nice. Are there different yeah. flavors for different strains? Oh, yeah. There's oh, a, well, yeah. they're all like based off of lemonades. So oh, okay. strawberry, regular lemonade, dragon fruit, tropical. Tiger's blood is really good. It's like the right. tiger's blood. Uh, uh, shaved ice. Yeah, yeah. It tastes just like that. Coconut yeah. and strawberry. Just, oh, bro, is that what it is? <laughs> I think I think tiger's blood. I, um, I was at a shaved ice. I helped my friend build a shaved ice cart for a shaved ice company, and would go out to different events with him when he would make the shaved ice and serve it. I'm pretty sure it's either strawberry, and then the stripes are like coconut. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Tiger's like... Blood is dope. Yeah, yeah they... fire. I was going to say, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, I, obviously, we love weed. What are? Do you have any idea what the steps are like or to own a dispensary? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've definitely looked it up because I was like, man, I can do that. <laughs> Bro, yeah. <laughs> I could definitely sell weed to people that want it. Yeah, um, there's a lot of like paperwork obviously the, the, in Washington they only give out a certain number of weed licenses so 
Uh, I think the they, yeah, they're the maxed state. out. Yeah, okay. they're maxed out. So they either have to add more licenses or someone has to close their store in order to get on. Um, I'm waiting for weed bars. That's that's where Ooh, I think the okay. next step is. Like, I want to go to a place where I can smoke weed. Yeah. And they better serve food. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? Yo, okay. Like, yeah. A, a weed bar. Yeah. Where you can I don't think sad. anyone's applied for that yet, but it's not legal. So I'm trying to figure out, bro, like there are so many regular liquor, alcohol bars and the amount of stupid and dangerous that comes out of getting super drunk. Right. Versus just getting high and listening to music. <laughs> like, like why are, why aren't uh... there more, marijuana businesses um but you know alcohol is available everywhere i don't know yeah they, I, but they I would rather wanna... us be on that level than on an elevated on an elevated level mind I, level going back to thinking about like uh, ownership and employer like something like a weed shop like having a weed shop and then hiring well not necessarily just hiring people that you know, but the ability to put people on like that, like yeah. The Rock can hire other Polynesian actors, or if you have a business, you can uh, hire or uplift other Pacific Islander people, uh, or that that are looking for that opportunity that they aren't provided by, you know, just regular out there. So, I I think I'm gonna look into that. I'm trying to. It's, it just sucks because you can't have a gun at the weed store. And people be trying to rob you, and Ew. then you're just like out of luck. You're like, fuck. Oh, so th- one of the things is you can't have weapons on site? Yeah, yeah, no weapons. But you have to deal in cash? Yeah, but the, the I've fuck? seen where they do security guards that are outside that have a gun. But they just can't oh, okay. be in the building. We uh, um, we went to Disneyland once and had to stop at a dispensary in uh, California. Uh, and there was like a kid outside in like a security outfit with a wand i didn't know i don't know if he had like a a gun or anything but they talk about these places being robbed or stuck up a whole lot and i'm like yeah it's because they're forced to deal only in cash and it's easy to take cash it's a lot easier to take cash than it is to take like credit card routing yeah some some weed stores up here have the card uh option i believe it charges you like a little a little bit extra um but yeah it's like how we get the, the rules are definitely set up against them to fail but i mean they're generating so much money <laughs> yeah and it's being taxed right so like yeah they're paying to be there uh yeah but they're being they're kind of being allowed to just like be destroyed because oh, it's just a weed shop or whatever. It's not being given like the actual. I don't, I don't know the, the the. I don't actually know See, what the problem is. Weed but. is a very important part of mental health. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like I'm. <sighs> it's way cheaper than therapy. Man, I need. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just talking to my girl yesterday about therapy. Need to go. But yeah, for now, yeah, it's just smoking Halloween. We're gonna be. A- <laughs> 
We're gonna be okay until I can talk to a professional. It's gonna be all right. Yeah, you, man. um, man, a couple more things before uh, we go. Your sister, your sister's a baller, Katie Fiso. I promised I wouldn't talk about the weed and Katie next to each other. Oh no! <laughs> Uh, so like, let's wait a moment. All right, <laughs> let's. <laughs> you know the Super Bowl is happening uh, on Sunday. Yes, it is. Eagles and the Chiefs. Okay. How are you? How are you feeling about this? Are you watching? Where are you watching? Uh, I'm gonna be watching. I've watched about ninety percent of this season, like at my friend's house. Uh, his name's Aaron Brown. Shout out Aaron Brown. Hope you tune in. Uh, he's a Niner fan, so. I've just been waiting, waiting, <laughs> waiting. I waited patiently and it blew up in their face. Uh, I, I like going into those games championship week. I was like, more storylines can be sold with Chiefs Eagles than with any other combination of these teams. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel like it's like if the NFL was fake, that's which way it would go. <laughs> if it was rigged, it would be rigged for more views. Yeah, more people but to tune think in. Think of how many articles are going to be written about Andy Reid used to be the coach for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Now he's not. Fucking the Kelsey brothers. All right, yeah. I said yeah, and then like I said this in our podcast. Was, there's someone tweeted, uh, "This will be the first Super Bowl featuring two brothers. Also, Jason and Travis Kelsey are playing. <laughs> <laughs> two black quarterbacks. Hey, this I'm- is the first time." Both Super Bowl teams have been led by a black quarterback. Yeah, and only three black quarterbacks have won Super Bowls. Like Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and then oh my god, I forgot the other guy in '88. I can't Washington. Remember his name. Doug Williams. I think so. Damn. So yeah, those are the only three ever in the NFL. I feel like- Black people weren't allowed to be quarterbacks in the NFL for like the first 30 years. That's what we that's what we said too. It's like there was these hot words that were used to describe athletic quarterbacks. Yeah, yep. Yeah, but I mean the same the same hot like opposite hot words are used for like let's say let's call it is the white players. Yeah. Like right, he's a smart player. He's smart, intelligent IQ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then other guys are like, "This beast, he's so physical. He's a freak. He's, he's like, a monster. Yeah, uncontrollable. <laughs> Not smart. Just he's a savage. <laughs> and he's like Andre the Giant. Yeah, exactly. Um, but as far as the prediction for the game, I think that the Eagles' defense will be tested a little heavier than they've been through their whole playoff run, for sure. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, we were talking about how they've played probably in like thirteen weeks, ten weeks. Yeah. Ten to thirteen weeks. This might be the best offense, yeah, all year. We were talking about how they've had the pretty much the playoff seed and division and number one seed locked up since like week fourteen, which was like two months ago. It's almost three months ago. And even in the playoffs, their games, they got out ahead really early and kind of just coasted. So this is going to be the first time that they might have to actually play all four quarters. And are they ready for that? Or do they think this is going to be another coast to the win 
they were going to rough up Patrick Mahomes and not have to and be ahead by 20 points, you know, in the first half or something? Or, you know, how is it going to be different? How are they going to react differently when it's a they actually have to keep up with freaking Patrick Mahomes? Somebody bet a million dollars on the Eagles. Was it that crazy Mattress Mac guy? Uh, I don't I don't think it was Mattress Mac. It didn't say Mattress Mac in it, but someone placed a million dollar bet on the Eagles and the Where's Eagles Drake are like leaning? the <laughs> Yeah, go the other way. The the Eagles are favored. So the money line was like I think you're only getting eight hundred thousand if you win that bet. You don't so even you get like, more than a million. You don't even double wow. your money. That's too much. <laughs> and who's putting a million dollars against Patrick Mahomes? That guy has a lot of money to be playing like that. Hopefully, he just put I, his whole future on the line right there. I, I can't figure out how you would be comfortable making that bet versus this quarterback who's not injured. This quarterback is going to be another like a two-time MVP and is going to, you know, has run deep in the playoffs every year of his career. This, I hate How? being in the same fucking division as Patrick Mahomes as a Charger oh, fan. I bet. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, especially they, your division was so hyped. Oh, year, way but... o- over, way overhyped. Fell yeah, apart real quick. Patrick Mahomes is like, okay, I'm a real one. <laughs> These <laughs> yeah, other guys, I don't know. They, yeah, the, the Chiefs, I guess, started slow, but definitely, you know, ended up the number one seed in the conference and ended up taking the AFC West for like the tenth time in not in eleven years or something. Patrick uh, Mahomes I has made it. too many good plays, like amazing plays this year, for me to think that. They'll be that far. If they do go down, it won't be like more than by two possessions as long as he's able to stay in the game. Because shit, Hassan Reddick, he he got a bounty system going or something over there on the, on that edge of his defense. He said, "I'm about to fuck shit up." Bro, Hassan Reddick has been on a tear. He's just lo- taking shit personally. Doing it, and it looks like he's like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Like, I mean, the Eagles are all contributing. They got a bunch of really talented players, but he's like on another level, just ripping through O-lines. I didn't, I don't remember him being this destructive when he was like in, what was it, Arizona? Was he in Arizona? Was he, yeah, did he play for the Cardinals? There. And then I think Forrest said he played for the Panthers uh Last year or the year before, yeah. And now yeah, he's I, just taking steroids. I haven't seen him no. do anything like that before. But yeah, he's a beast. Good for him. Did you I think uh, that the Eagles are more like more of a team? Like their team is like more solid across the board. Yeah, like, definitely. Like other, I think the secondary for the the Chiefs is what I'm most worried about. Who? Like uh, getting beat up, or yeah, I think I think if they can't get pressure on Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. he's gonna find AJ Brown and Devonta find, Smith. Yeah, and da- uh, is it Dallas Goddard? Is their key? Nope. Is their tight end? Oh. Yeah, is it Dallas Goddard? Yeah, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I think if you give him more than four seconds in the pocket, he's gonna find the open guy because mm-hmm. there will be an open guy. Yeah the the Chiefs wide receivers are definitely not if you're comparing different position groups or 
position groups to on each team. The Eagles have the better wide receivers. They have the probably the better running backs. Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, um, Kenneth Gainwell versus Isaiah Pacheco, Jarrett McKinnon, and then the guy that lost his job, CEH. C-E-H. <laughs> yeah, was a layer. First round pick. Jesus. Maybe he'll go um, some more next year. I mean, Mahomes is better, but then I, I I don't know the defense. I would have to actually look and and really dissect. But yeah, it does feel like the Eagles have a better roster across, like better depth. And then yeah, the, so so for a final score, I'm gonna. I think I said Chiefs in my podcast. So I'm gonna go 27, ooh. 27, 21 Chiefs. Oh, okay. Eagles 31 Chiefs 26 Ooh. I don't know how I got to 26 I think the Eagles are going to win I hope they do I don't, I don't need more of Mahomes is also not only a future Hall of Famer already, he's a multiple Super Bowl MVP. He's, he's better than Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, bro. Okay. That's the other thing I was thinking about is Mahomes is probably the only one that like could rival Tom Brady's shit getting started so early and having the talent to keep it going long enough to catch up with him. But I feel like Brady locked away a bunch of records and shit. From it's his like, 23 years. No one is ever going to play that long ever again. Yeah. And he started pretty he early. I, the league changed. The league stopped letting people hit quarterbacks because they realized that if you you don't have a quarterback, no one wants to watch the game. Yep. <laughs> like the Niners lost Niners Brock Purdy. <laughs> I tuned out, bro. I was like, this is getting out well, of hand. I'm going to go for a walk. That was the first drive. <laughs> bro, yeah. <laughs> they came back in. Hey, hey, Brock, can you throw lefty? Yeah, but dexterous, please. Right, we'll try Josh Johnson, journeyman Josh Johnson. Damn. Yeah. Hassan Reddick was like, You're going to sleep, buddy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes Hassan Reddick. I just, the thing I, the bone I had to pick with the Niners is okay, Shanahan, your offense is dynamic, but is it really sustainable? Like, how many guys have you hurt, seriously hurt? Yep. You know, so Brock Purdy's injury, right? Only one other person has had that injury before. And it was the backup quarterback for the Niners last year. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what his name That's was. That's what we were talking about. He, Shanahan's – what is it about Kyle Han- Shanahan's system that gets guys in these collisions where they get hurt? Because right, it care. feels like all the time somebody on the Niners is getting hurt. Like one of the people that are like – somebody will get hot on the Niners and then, you know, break a leg or some shit just like you you kind of go into a football season knowing that somebody on the Niners is going to get hurt and sacrificed so that they can run this this certain offense that they got going especially if it's a important offense pretty much everyone behind the linemen have gotten fucked up on that on that offense uh like three running backs that's why I was surprised I was like wow Christian McCaffrey in this offense how's that gonna work uh but here's my theory. Um, Trey Lance breaks his leg at Illuminati sacrifice to collect 
Christian McCaffrey, Jimmy G breaks his leg, Illuminati sacrifice for Brock Purdy to be there. And they just ran out of sacrificial pieces. <laughs> That's what that they, offense runs on. <laughs> do you think they have the pieces to be like a long-term perennial NFC West champion? Or is there a way the Seahawks can like create a road or a path to to winning the division? I mean, it's always a fight in the NFC West, but it looks think, like the Niners are stacked up right now. Yeah, the Niners are stacked. Their defense is good. Um, I mean, they just lost their defensive coordinator, though, so I expect maybe some things to change uh, on that side oh, of the yep, ball. Yep. With D'Amico Ryan's going to Houston. Head coach um, of the Texans. I think that the defense was so good, so that let the offense be able to do more crazy plays because they knew they could get a stop if it didn't work out. Yeah, uh, we'll see if that's the same situation next year because, like, they like all their whole defense is like top 10 picks. I always say this, these guys are all yeah. their defense was accumulated because they were so shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the Niners, yeah, when the Niners had Tim Rattay and like all these weird, when the Niners were bad. They were just like spending first rounders on linemen and yeah, defense. They went two for fourteen, two and fourteen, like one year. Was like five, six years ago. Do you remember uh, who they picked in the draft after that? It was like Solomon probably, Thomas or DeForest Buckner or Eric Armstead. Something like that. Something. Or maybe Bosa. Maybe they got Bosa. Oh yeah. Because that, like, honestly, he, he's a game changer. Like their whole D line full of game changers. Fred Warner is a beast. Hafunga, yeah, the Tongan Tiger. He's he's a beast. Yes, but I I hope they have like some internal struggles with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy want to fight each other. Some something's got to implode inside because on the outside it looks solid. Jimmy G's the starter. That'd be the perfect in a perfect world. <laughs> Jimmy G somehow comes back so he can mess yeah. it up, and throw a hell of more interceptions. Um, but yeah, I think Seahawks like. We love to draft. The draft is our best time of the year. Mm-hmm. That's we don't nice. really do a lot of free agent signings and trades. I think, yeah. I mean, the last trade we did worked out very well for us. Thank you, Broncos. We get. We're probably gonna, we got the top five pick. Yeah, so we got five, twenty, thirty-seven, fifty-two, and eighty-three, mm-hmm. all the in the rounds. top hundred. Nice. Uh, probably gonna start with a defensive lineman. Um, couple Ooh. guys like Jalen Carter, he's high on everyone's list. Yeah. Also, uh, Will Anderson out of Alabama. Nice. The dude from USC, Thule, might go after him. I think he's a Thule. linebacker though. Thule, uh, at five. Hey, Thule Pelotu. Nah, probably not. But we had, we could probably cop him oh, at okay. twenty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also the one from Baylor, Siaki Ika. I've I've heard the name before. Yeah, Jaylen, he's a D lineman. Jalen Carter or Will Anderson at five? That'd be great. I mean, that's what our team needs. Like, yeah, yeah. We need some somewhere on that line to to just bolster us. Yeah. Um, and then we also we also need like an O lineman. So, uh, at like fifty two. If Dewan James or Dewan Jones is still available, this guy is 6'8", 
375 pounds, has a 7'5 wingspan. <laughs> and I, I know we drafted two tackles last year, and they started, like, every game for us. But, shit, move one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you got a 6'8 guy over here. Move about him to in. lock it down. I mean, yeah, I think Abraham Lucas, he's, like, that tall 6'7". And then Charles Cross is also 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, you guys nailed the draft last year. Yeah, so I I have a feeling that we can do it again. Um, we could we also could get a receiver. Uh, I would say probably fifty two or eighty three. If Quinton Johnston from TCU is available, nice. I really like him. Uh, he's been described as Tyler Lockett in DK Metcalf's body. <laughs> so, wow! Like that's perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah, we know how to use both those guys. Come on, come on. Tyler Lockett is 31 years old. I don't know how many seasons Tyler Lockett he really has. seasons he's got left. Yeah, maybe like two or three. So yeah. it'd be good to like get someone who's supposed to be good, young, that can still like come up under these guys. Mostly Tyler Lockett. I don't want him freaking out like DK does every other game. <laughs> Man, like roid rage, composure. <laughs> Joey Bosa in the freaking playoff game. Just oh. hey, relax, bro. Pick up your helmet, please. Pick it up again, please. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that must have been heartbreaking. That that must have been terrible to experience. I yeah. literally turned off the game because I'm like, this is done. This is done. What the fuck is Jacksonville doing? <laughs> I watched it to the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, then, uh, another another piece Seahawks could go after. Um, Noah Sewell. Nice. Oregon linebacker. Is he uh, is he going into the draft this yeah. year? Nice. There's a lot of polys coming out. Um. So yeah, if if we were able to get him, if he's available, I think he's worth the 83 pick. Uh, our linebackers. We had one good linebacker, Jordan Brooks. So he tore his ACL, I believe. And then we had Cody Barton. Oh yeah, sucked. Cody Barton sucked. I've heard. I'm yeah. I'm in a. A couple of group chats with like Hawks fans. Cody Barton's name comes up every once in a while. <laughs> They're just like, what the fuck? I was like, who let him graduate from special teams? Send his ass back over <laughs> Say, there. Hey, you better get back over there and yeah, be an up back. For real. So <laughs> I think I think if we draft well, you know, we usually draft a lot of people from the senior bowl because uh the senior bowl is run by an ex Seahawks scout, Jim Nagy. Nice. So He's always like, yeah, go after these guys. He oh, he knows. Yeah. They like, yeah. oh, they get in there and they're they're allowed to go. We and... get first pick. <laughs> Solid. The stay. Okay, so you guys got the inroads to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, but uh, the big question on our roster is what to do with Geno Smith. Yes. Um, Spot Track has that he's worth forty million dollars a year, and like the contracts that they put. Damn similarly to his were like uh Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford and like those guys signed crazy fucking contracts <laughs> yeah, it, yeah okay and like you said that's not what you guys are trying to do you just yeah, got out of that <laughs> yeah we're not so like i think that it'd be best for just like a one year two year deal uh but if someone is willing to pay Geno Smith $40 million a year, then he should take that. Yeah. In all honesty. You should like, go. Yeah. Go, Geno. You Gino. should go. This is a business. I understand. Like, 
But if he wants to be here, he'll take a discount. I think, yeah, he said he would take a discount to stay in Seattle and he wants to stay in Seattle. But he's, why would you take all our money and then we can't do anything else? Exactly. I mean, like, well, maybe, maybe in this time where you're going to be able to have a bunch of rookies uh, with the, your draft picks and you've hit on a bunch of rookies in the 2022 draft, you're like, maybe we can spend on Geno a little bit. Uh, I think it'd be better him. to keep him than to draft a quarterback. We, yeah. Like, you win, you win Super Bowls with rookie QBs on rookie contracts, contracts right? Yep, yep. Like that's the best way to do it. But we need to build a lot more of our team before we do that, especially on the defensive side, particularly defensive line. Like our secondary is pretty solid. We might have to let go of Quandre Diggs, unfortunately, to make all of this work. Uh, he's been solid piece for us, but like we got these two young studs on the yep. corners: Tariq Wollen, Michael Jackson, fucking Kobe <laughs> Bryant. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Is, what a crazy fucking <laughs> Michael Jackson and Kobe uh, Bryant. Yeah. Every time they make a play, I my Kobe. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> oh yeah, but like going back to last year, the reason I think Gino should take a discount is because. Like, we went 9-8 and eight last year, and in six of the games that we lost, we lost by one score. Oh, okay. And in five of those six games we lost by one score, Gino had at least one turnover. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's completely his fault. However, we cut down on that turnover – uh then that makes the difference in a one score yeah, game yeah yeah we're in the game i mean i know our defense was doo-doo water but if our defense <laughs> is doo-doo water then our offense has to be damn near perfect yeah and i'm actually really surprised at what he was able to accomplish like our run game wasn't that good like i was surprised kenneth walker got to a thousand yards <laughs> oh what yeah I, did, I, I didn't know that he got to a thousand yards but that's that's pretty yeah, good but it was you could never tell watching a Seahawks game. You'd be like, "Damn, you got you got a thousand. I mean, because really he, he didn't start. He didn't. <laughs> it was super spread out. He didn't really start. He didn't get handed the starting job until a couple weeks in, right? Yeah, after Penny Hart hurt. Himself. Oh, until Penny. Yeah, okay. Well, surprise there. Like that's why we didn't pay him last year a fat contract because we're like, yeah, bro, you're not. I don't know what you're doing. You running. Yourself? I feel like he came into training camp super jacked, and everyone was like. Put it on, put it on him. We'll put it on Rashad Penny. He's going to be our RB1. He's going to be the workhorse. We're going to be good. We're going to give Kenneth Walker the third time to, you know, learn the system. And that's what I was thinking about quarterbacks. It's like rookie quarterbacks didn't used to be jumping in and taking over and playing. Yeah, it used to be like two or three years. Like you yeah. come up, even if the guy was dog shit in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> He was you still a... put him out there because you're like, okay, I'm not trying to kill this kid's confidence in the first fucking five games when we're yeah. getting dog watered on. It's it sucks too because it could be like a coach that knows he's like about to get fired and the way that he like configures or runs the team isn't necessarily the best way for the players to shine. It's just the best way for you know someone trying to save their job or. Yeah. Like they're you're not playing Mitchell Trubisky. You're playing Mitchell Trubisky over Kenny Pickett because you think it's like, you know, gonna look better for you. I, that's probably not what Mike Tomlin did. I think that's what Frank Reich did. 
He was like, let's get the fuck it. Matt Ryan, you sit. We're going to use the this new kid and he's going to do good. And then that kid sucked. And then Frank Wright got fired. <laughs> yeah, but then even Jeff Saturday put Matt Ryan in and they were like, oh, my God, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is oh, not bro. good. Matt Ryan got paid from the Eagles and hasn't played well since. (laughs) Matt Ryan. Yeah. Shout out to shout out Matty Ice. I heard he might retire on March 28th (laughs) to commemorate the greatest Super Bowl comeback of all time. (laughs) The largest Super Bowl collapse of all time. Someone just reposted like uh, one of the IG accounts reposted it because it like happened on this day or something or yesterday and they were like so many years ago on this day the largest comeback in super bowl history and they were just flashing through pictures on the sideline or like big plays downtown hightower smacking the ball out of matt ryan's hand um julian edelman making that like that amazing catch uh that bobble catch um and i just remember seeing at the time that Super Bowl was happening and the Falcons were up by so many points, the owner of the Falcons was in the box and then walked down onto the field to celebrate the Falcons Super Bowl win. And then they just caught him. They just kept the camera on him as the uh, Bucks <laughs> just kept coming back or as the Patriots kept coming back. And at the end, he was sitting there while fucking the Patriots confetti was raining down on him. And I was like, bro, you should have stayed your ass in the box. You, that's your fault, sir. That's your fault for leaving. You changed the, the karma. It's like yeah. me thinking that where I sit is going to affect the pitcher's ability or some shit. Right. The Reddit, NFL Reddit, subreddit, they, they, took a screenshot of the tweet that the Falcons did at the end of the third quarter. 15, 15 minutes, minutes till victory. <laughs> yeah. And they were like up by like three scores. They were like, uh, like up by 13 or 16, 17, something like that. We'll never see anything like that again. Matt Ryan reading that game script. Oh no. like <laughs> oh, Those memes are hilarious. There's so much you can draw on. Whether it's like the football history or the meme part, uh, that's right? Like funny. the Aaron Hernandez ones. <laughs> Yo, yeah, like, any what? sort of killer meme you can use that. the The possibilities are endless. Ray Rice reading his script. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. but yeah, man. I guess uh, that definitely was a good segment. So yeah, about my sister, Katie Fisa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, about this. no, I, no. I, told I her should I was have said be. something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's a baller. She goes to Garfield High School uh, in here in Seattle. What position does she play? She's a point guard. Nice point guard. Yeah. They just did like uh, the news did an article on her because like we just had the the anniversary of Kobe's death, mm-hmm. right? Like a couple weeks ago and. She actually got to meet him and speak with him the night before he passed away. So oh. they were highlighting that. Uh, the night before? Yeah, my sister was at the Mamba Academy for because her team is filthy. Yeah. And they had beat beat up on Gianna and Kobe two games, and then Gianna's team beat them the last game. And then Kobe came up to her and was like, you got game. He had been following her on Instagram for like a minute. 
And he was like, I've, I've been seeing you. Keep working hard. If you get a post game, you'll be unstoppable. And that was when she was in eighth grade. So, yeah. So, like, man, that night, my parents sent me the video. She sent me the video and was like, I got to meet Kobe Bryant. Oh, no. And he was like, and Katie was like, yeah, he kept saying our name was Fizo. So I had to tell him, hey, it's Fiso. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, let <laughs> Kobe, him know. Kobe knows what my last name is. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm about to meet this dude for real. Like, I just got to go to this tournament or something, and he'll be there. And then the next day, oh, I got a man. call yeah. from my mom, and she was like, all I hear is just crying in the background. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. And then, yeah, she broke the news and I was like in disbelief, didn't believe it. But uh, honestly, that was like an amazing opportunity for my sister just to be in the building and Mm -hmm. be recognized by him. I was like, damn. So how long has she been balling? You guys like would play together? Um, She's like, (laughs) I was 15 when they were born. Oh damn! <laughs> so they were SWAT. <laughs> yeah, they learned how to do floaters and shit real, real soon in the in the study process. Um, so like, like growing up, like my high school years, I did a lot of babysitting uh, until they were like three, and then I was like, "All right, you guys are good." Um, but yeah, they've been playing for as long as they could, dribble and stuff. Nice. Uh, she she has a twin brother. And he's pretty good too. Uh, yeah, we're just like a hooping, whole hooping family. Hey, what? Like, how did that? How did that start as your family? Like, your parents are big hoopers. Not even my mom. It's just my dad. You know, he was like, so my dad was born in Alaska, but my grandpa was in the military, so they moved to San Francisco, and so like my dad did like his childhood in Hunters Point, and. Then he moved to Seattle and then just started playing sports and was like, damn, I like playing basketball and shit. And he was a big Michael Jordan fan, which is where I get my name, I guess. He was like, I'm going to name you Michael Joseph. <laughs> it's kind of hey, okay. I was like, oh, sweet. And yeah, just as long as I can remember, even being a little kid, he would just show me all these videos of like Michael Jordan. Like he VHS cassette tapes, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because mm-hmm. we didn't have the internet popping back then. Right. So he's like, just watch this. Just watch this. And I was like, back then, I was like, I don't know what the fuck you want me to see in this, man. <laughs> that guy's watching? fucking tall. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. But yeah, eventually, you know, we just started playing. Like, I didn't really get involved in the basketball, but my sister, who's like, uh, two years younger than me, she started playing and she was really good. And then I got, I kind of started playing like my sophomore year of high school. That was like when I started taking it serious. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was on JV, you know, having fun. And then next year, I'm on varsity, I'm the captain, but only because nice. my grades are good. <laughs> Wait, what? Since I was the only one on the team with like good grades. <laughs> so the coach is like, "You're the captain." <laughs> <laughs> you see, guys, Respect. get your grades right. Yeah, they'd be like punching me in the chest, <laughs> like you're a bitch, Mike. I'm captain. Like, I'm like, that was a good one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like 
I realized at a very young age that I love blocking shots. That nice. is literally my my forte. Like I had a game in, when I was in like fifth grade where I recorded 60 blocks. Six zero? Yeah, and I didn't even start. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the, the, so I didn't even know that. But one of the people that was working the desk when I grew up, he was like, bruh, that you was like the craziest game I ever seen. You had 60 blocks we recorded. I say, whoa, for real? Damn. Thanks, Waz. Damn, you were off the bench? Yeah, so I would just block it right back into them, and, like, kids are dumb, so they would just shoot it right back, and then I would just block Block it right back. (laughs) So we'd just be sitting there. Over here spamming blocks? They're like, grab the ball. I'm like, what? I had big old glasses. I was dorky as hell. (laughs) But then, yeah, like, my sophomore, I mean, my junior and senior year in high school, I was like leading the state in block shots. <laughs> just nice. fucking pinning oh, them like five, five a game at least. And yeah, then like all I'm the worst out of all my siblings at basketball. Damn. They're all better than me. Like my sister younger than me, she can shoot. My other sister, they can shoot. They can all shoot and they can all dribble. I'm just like, I'm gonna sit in the post. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm be over here. I'll be your I'll be big man. Here. I'll, I'll, get the I'll, get the I'll get the rebounds. <laughs> but it works out because there's there's like six of us, so we got five and a sub. Solid. But yeah, Damn. Katie, That's... she's a dog, man. It's not – I really be feeling bad for the other girls because she can hoop guys. Like yeah. she can – she cut, we go to the gym on Saturdays to like the YMCA, and mm-hmm. she she's scoring on grown men. That are trying. <laughs> that, are, that are trying. Yeah, Damn. she just does like a little hezzy pump fake. Uh. Oh, man. Yeah, so she's a dog. My brother's a dog. Even I have a sister. She plays at San Diego State. She's a dog. Damn, family full of ballers. Yeah, we tried. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm about to, I might do, get into some coaching because i try to give back to the community. Bro, yeah. That fostered me, you know. So, what 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 would you say would be your coaching style? Run on the baseline, cardio. Yeah, until you hate me. Until you this hate is me. guys. This is how we're gonna win. We're gonna outlast. I just watched Coach Carter. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's called suicide, not homicide. Touch the line. Yeah, that's how my coach was, honestly. I felt like he had just watched Coach Carter because he was making us run these crazy fucking things. <laughs> I like I tried to explain it to people and they're like, that sounds like abuse. <laughs> I'm like, but we were running though. That was the best shape of my life. Yeah, that's that's the part where we're like, but it I was doing great. <laughs> yeah. There's there was like a coach that just got fired or arrested or some shit for like running his guys until like a bunch of them like had to go to the hospital damn well so don't do it don't do, don't go that hard man let him drink serious. some water some. <laughs> yeah, a water break no one water. Time. <laughs> you gotta run 30 miles <laughs> while holding your breath <laughs> yeah don't fucking breathe don't breathe go Ugh, Crazy techniques. But yeah it, it's fun like so my brother goes to the high school that I went to, and then Katie goes to like the number one, oh shit, school for uh, girls basketball. And yeah, it's fun going to their games and watching them. 
it's like i'm like damn i'm like i'm like a whole generation above you guys <laughs> <laughs> 15 years yeah generation <laughs> yeah like when you guys were born i was like damn i gonna be 30 when you're 15 what's going on and but it's fun and like it's super cool to see them do well especially because like i i just remember when i was playing basketball as soon as i went into the game i would panic bro just panic yeah like i'd be like don't pass me the ball please yeah <laughs> please. just let me let me run my part of the play yeah. but don't give me the ball i'll set I mean. the screen and then i'll run back on defense so fast guys i'll be there <laughs> i'll be there on defense that's all i want to do i'm i'm thinking back to all the times the years the seasons that my parents will put me in park ball for t-ball um for basketball some years for flag football um and other than football i did like when I was playing basketball, I didn't have a clue what was going on. I got called for double dribble so many times <laughs> and I didn't understand why I couldn't keep dribbling. Like I would pick the ball up at half court when someone came to try to guard me. And then when I picked the ball up, their coach would be like, all right, get back, get back, get back. And I would like be like, okay, and start dribbling again. And they would call double dribble. And I didn't, no one uh, explained to me. Sounds like bad what, coaching. <laughs> what that play? What that was? They would just roll their eyes and be like, "All right, ball, going the other way." This fucking kid again. I'm like, like guys, damn. Tell me. Were you I, bigger than most kids when you were yeah. younger? Yeah, I grew up in uh, Carson, California. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a mix. But as an Islander, I was bigger than most of the other kids. So I played center in both yeah. football and basketball. Uh, <laughs> like. Uh, on baseball, I played the outfield that people hit to less. Yeah. <laughs> like now, now I can, now that I know how these sports are played and the objective and the techniques, I have so much more fun playing sports nowadays. But back right. to when I was a kid, I mean, I had so much fun, but I didn't know what was going on at all. If back someone then, explained to me the me. situation, then maybe I would have had a better idea. But a lot of times I was just in like a uniform in the and out there. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Then my parents weren't like super into sports. I think it was just kind of like, cause they were both working and they needed somewhere for me to go in the afternoon or some stuff. So it wasn't like, yeah, I grew to love sports much later on in life when I like started watching football, started playing. Oh, Madden. Madden taught me more about football than any fucking coach. Oh, ever. Same with 2K. Bro, Same okay, with TK, yeah. bro. I learned like in when I'm playing like pickup basketball, I'd be thinking about like, okay, I'm about to right stick, right stick, X button, spin, pad. Oh, just think about what buttons I'm about to press while I do the move in real life. It'd be lit. That, uh, yeah. And I've heard like F1 drivers or like NASCAR drivers have used the video games uh, to like practice different tracks and stuff. And like, yeah, they've got like a like a you know a setup where it rumbles or they're like in a car or some shit but but it's like it's video games are so more realistic now and the way they work is more kind of uh, like real life yeah like real life it's like you need to understand how to step up in the pocket not roll out all the time because in real life that's what quarterbacks do and it's going to so give Brock you a Purdy boost. needed to know how to do yeah that. <laughs> instead of <laughs> fucking bro get your hand away from this man coming to rip it off right 
Do a protection, like slide <laughs> protection, left, left, slide yeah, right. yeah, bro. Hey, left bumper, right stick, right. You got to yeah, see man. that guy coming off the edge. You might want to send your running back right there, too. Just a little yeah. extra, little you, extra you, bump. Hot see, Madden him? taught me. Madden <laughs> taught me. <laughs> I Yeah, I I didn't start playing Madden until after I started playing high school football. It's so stupid. I If I would have done that differently – I would have knew what intentional grounding was. And when they tried to play me at quarterback, I wouldn't have thrown the ball every time someone tried to come and sack me. Just like, I just need to throw it randomly away so that I don't get sacked for a loss. And then the fucking ref would call intentional grounding. And I'm like, I don't know what that means or how to You're avoid like, look that. Look at this giant kid, man. He should just know everything. Yeah. <laughs> he, every- he has all the tools, but he didn't read the instructions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I did yeah, I did not know the instructions. No, but... same same with me. I was very clumsy. Hmm. Like I said, I, I had long arms, long legs, but I didn't weigh anything. Like I was like six three, a hundred and seventy pounds. <laughs> I do. So I was flying through the air. Like I could dunk from like a foot in front of the free throw line. It was active. <laughs> I was literally flying. Now I could not even imagine attempting something like that my knees are like nah dog (laughs) yo yeah that's why we developed the hook shot so you don't have to jump (laughs) oh you've already gotten into your old man bag yeah my my post game is vicious i just nice sit there and yeah but yeah man this has been a fun episode bro i appreciate you uh for coming on and and uh yeah talking with us for so long yeah emerald uh i mean uh Ball in perspective. Ball in perspective episode. Nice. Any uh, any shout outs before we go? Uh, shout out to um, my co-creator, Stuart LJ. Check us out on uh, this episode. Um, also, shout out to uh, my sister, Katie. We Doing big things. My brother, Matthew. Um, yeah, other than that. Nothing, nothing up for me. If uh, if people want to listen to the Emerald Perspective, how can they find you guys? Uh, we're on Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can listen to Balinesian podcasts. You can find us too. So we'll just look us up, Emerald, the Emerald Perspective. Uh, it's I think our logo is a green emerald with a microscope over it or something oh, like yep, that. Yep, yep. I didn't make that, but Stuart did. Nice. <laughs> and yeah. And we're trying to make some more content out there. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of drafts lately. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen those, like the top fives and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I think we're we're start, we're trying to look for something that's like more unique to us because I've seen that on a lot of other podcasts. So we're looking for a segment that we enjoy that no one else is doing. Um, and hopefully we find it and it blows up. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep trying new shit. Like the, everything that you guys do. And I hear you guys talk about, I'm like, yeah, well, like whenever you guys explain something, it's either like, yep, that's how that works or, oh, nice to know how that works. So it's, it's entertaining and educational to hear you nice. guys. Just, that's just that's where I'm stuff. trying to be. It's just like, cause I'm not going to lie. I probably spend an unhealthy amount of time on the internet. <laughs> Just same, same. all kinds of internet sports, yeah. uh, 
medicine, weed, uh, politics, news, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just I just like to consume information and then Same. organize it in a podcast format and then spit it out. <laughs> here's what you need to know, people. Yeah. This is here's some perspective. <laughs> yeah, here's what's going on and why it's freaking important. I yes, like it. Sir. That's what we do too. Or uh, I mean, at least from a sports or a Polynesian or Pacific Islander um guest perspective. So yeah, let's keep doing what we're doing. Keep trying to push out content. Keep doing it until it hits and blows up. And then we're doing big commercial deals and flying around to record more content and bigger and better. Start building our seven bucks production All it takes company. is one of us to make it. <laughs> it and then we can bring all of us together. Let's go. I'm on, we're on some like LeBron and all his friends shit. Let's, right. let's get up there. I, LeBron shit. I was in the six after twenty three. <laughs> hey yo, I try. I explained that line to my cousin. Uh, that was like the last time I mansplained the shit out of something. <laughs> I was like, oh, how'd I go from six to twenty three? Like I'm LeBron, and then I looked up at her and I was like, because six is Toronto and twenty three is Michael Jordan, where he signed there. And she's like, I know what it means, and I was like, oh fuck. My bad, my bad, my bad. But also, when Wale first used it in, I forgot what song it is, but Wale was the first time I'd heard that. LeBron shit, I was in the six after 23. Oh. It was actually a reference to, he was good friends with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was in Seattle. Oh, Seattle is the six. Yeah, see, and that's what I'd be fucking pissed off. I'm sorry, we were about to end, but yeah. <laughs> Drake, Drake is always six. like, this is the six. I'm like, no, we're the six. We're the, the 206. Yeah. Yeah, but that's my little damn my little rant. Fucking Canadians over here stealing Steal our culture <laughs> and our fucking city names. Took the six. Six, six, six. Six, six, six. Oh, the devil. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, Drake got All the right, fire. man. Thanks Good. for having uh, me on. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate Thank you again. It. Appreciate you for uh, coming on. Listen to Emerald Perspective um, wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Again, I'm Lance Wildtogo. We are sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. Check them out, www.levasaislandapparel.com. That's our episode for today. Stay hydrated, stay blessed, stay balling. Love and light. Peace. history tonight breaking the record for the most Grammy wins of all time be upstanding and show your respect it's Renaissance Beyonce